Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hate you so much, Eric. Eric. (laughs) I just rely on Google to remember my passwords for me. So if Google ever goes out of business, I'm fucked. But uh, before then, I'm fine. You know, never going to forget a password. Yeah, Google has all my passwords, too. No. Ty, what do you have to say? <laughs> Ty, what's up? I don't know. I just like clicking that button and putting my hand up. Oh. Well, oh, we've star- I've started the, the recording, Ty. So. The recording. Oh, well, in so, that case. Wait, wait are we hey. not ta- We're not going to talk about the redress? No. No, because okay. we don't. none of us have the materials. Okay, fine. I think it's. I think it would be easy to talk about if Eric sent us the list. But it's but I, not I can't available. send the list because it's on the athletic, and none of you have accounts because you're all peasants. It would be great if we had a talking hockey account paid for would, by the that person that great. has the business that would information. Be great. I agree. Yeah. That would that would be awesome. I and then we could that. all read it. <laughs> that would be amazing. And I'm, then I'm looking forward to the day we could all have access to the resources. Well, Eric, only one person can make that happen. And this guy is he he recently he recently hired a person for the company that he works for. So did I hope you didn't put this on your resume as like job experience for things that you've done in terms of managing people. Uh, of course I did. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a I'm the perfect manager. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. I, I, I wish I got contacted as a reference. I would say, Eric, manage? What? <laughs> he hardly manages to show up why, on time. I don't think he can manage a human. Why would me be a reference? I, I was, I'm CEO. I wouldn't get – you don't give the plebs <laughs> as references, okay? I don't know, man. Sounds sus. I am my own reference. That's that's how it goes. I'm writing you a negative recommendation and reference on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, All right, Luke. Ty, introduce us. Uh, oh, yeah. Episode 83, Talking Hockey. No, more energy, Ty. Okay. And welcome to episode 83 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Thank you. That was my energy. Much better, Ty. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So much energy. Yeah. We're basically spitting chiclets at this point with how much energy we bring. Um, I wanted to say, yeah, uh, Eric, since we're on the topic of conversation, would you write me like a reference letter? Of course. If I needed it? Of course. Of course I would. What do you mean? I'd write a great reference letter. Yeah. Awesome. I require payment of $10. Eric, remember to move the mic a little bit from your face, right? I don't know how you forget mic tips every single week. It sounds like unethical behavior. (laughs) I don't think it's unethical. I think it's more just in Eric's interest, you know? Are we recording video? Politics. Are we on video we are, slash? Yeah. Are we on um, live? No, we're not live. No, we're not live. 
Oh, wow. That ended quickly. Luke didn't share the Twitch yet. Luke stopped his, uh, that, that Instagram account talking hockey podcast is now dead. No, yeah, he, hasn't posted, just... he hasn't posted. On it. <laughs> I, I, I predicted because... this would happen. I knew the second Luke made that account, I knew he would post on it for like a week and then never post on it again. And I'm, and as of right back. now, I'm right. Also, It'll Martin's wearing my watch. I gave him. That's cute. Oh, nice. All right, guys. I don't wow. want to I cut noticed. Off I like... noticed. I know it's Martin. I bought from him. Why well, okay. do I have to cut no, off to this intro? Shut, shut, up. shut up. Shut up. Focus. <laughs> Focus. You're not going to cut gift. any of this. We exchange no? gifts. Okay, I'm not going to cut any of this. It, you're not, yeah, I don't know. You're, you're definitely not going to say you're going to cut it. I I want the audience to know. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so first week of hockey. How exciting is it? How's your fantasy teams doing? How are your favorite teams doing? Martin's beating me right now barely. And fantasy, and the reason is freaking stupid. It's because Jordan Cairo decided to go off and put up like five points in a game or some nonsense, whatever the hell that was. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, I was like killing him in points. And then all of a sudden, I looked at my phone the next morning and I was like, how did he catch up? He had one player playing. And all of a sudden, I look at it and it's Jordan Cairo with six points in two games. Nonsense. But yeah, good call on his breakout, Martin. Good job. Hey, he was he did well at the start of last year too. Yeah. Well the thing is he he's not like gonna streaks. Yeah, yeah, he's not if he doesn't he's only playing thirteen minutes a night. He's not gonna keep that up if he's playing thirteen minutes. If he's playing thirteen minutes a night, yeah. he needs but to still, play more. We we, we had our we had our fantasy talk, sorry. I just wanted to, to uh, see does is Eric's team injured already again like last no, year? I actually don't have major injuries yet, but Pasternak hasn't done anything for me yet. Ellers hasn't done anything for me yet, so the the my some of my big guns have uh, disappointed so far. Also, my so, goaltending kind of worrying right now because uh, a couple did of my you take guys one of Arizona schoolies. No, but I have, I have Kudobin, who for some reason Dallas has decided Holtby's their starter, and I was like, I did not see that happening, so that's unfortunate. And then Samsonov splitting the net with Vinicek, well. which I figured would happen. So, yeah, some L's on goaltending, and then Calgary sucks, and I have Markstrom, and Calgary's lost every game so far, I'm pretty sure. Markstrom's getting lit up. Yeah, and Markstrom's getting lit up. So, uh, goaltending not so good right now. So, I wanted to make a comment to start off the year. Just FYI, Eric, this is the first year I haven't gone with Markstrom as my starter in fantasy for like three years. And there was a and, reason I didn't like Markstrom, I, but I went with Hallibuck, and he's doing much worse. So Hallibuck yeah, <laughs> sucks. Too. <laughs> was Nick right? Controversial take. Was oh, Nick is, right. is Hallibuck actually no, not a top? Fucking Flurry sucks. So <laughs> Nick's not right. Yeah, Flurry's even worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Flurry got lit up. If anyone got lit up, Jesus. I want to make Chicago a has like two even strength goals over the first like four games or something ridiculous. Yeah. Ty, what did you want okay. to say? So I wanted to say a good place to start about the first week of the season might be the Winnipeg Jets. I don't know if anyone was watching the game yesterday. They got a five three lead late in the game against Minnesota, and they blew it and lost in overtime. Joel Eriksson Eck uh, stats darling got a hat trick yesterday. But they've had a very poor start to the season. And I just, I, I, I always wondered this, but like, why is Paul Maurice never, ever Still on the coach? hot seat? Yeah, he's never on the yeah, hot seat. He he's never. He shouldn't even be their coach. 
How like, many times, fired. man, how many people before the season started said Winnipeg is the best team in Canada? Like last year, right? Yeah. How many years in a row are they saying that Winnipeg is, is good where they're just like this average team and they have such I, terrible Craig coaching Button decisions? Craig always kills me. Craig Button kills yeah. me because he always picks like the worst teams to be the best. Like he looked like Craig Vancouver Button, Elliot Freed, last like, year. A lot, of, a lot of people like the Jets. Like Elliot yeah. and... Uh, Merrick both love the Jets. It's a hockey guy thing because they all love Blake Wheeler, who isn't really good that anymore. great anymore. Like, th- they love like Josh Morrissey, who there. hasn't been good in like years. They love uh, Mark Scheif. Like I, again, Mark Scheif is sick, but he's not like he. You know, he no, was on not. he was on a trajectory to be like a top ten center, and then now he's like you know twenty around the 20s, something like that. So like he's he might not be the most overrated player in the league. Yeah. And then Maurice is a bad coach. And this yeah. is my reason why Josh Morrissey's overlaid it rated by a lot. No, this is why everyone hypes up Winnipeg from TSN. All right. Cause bell owns the arena. <laughs> that's my take. <laughs> they're MTS they're- center. That's why. Same thing with Montreal. It's probably like one of the smallest revenue streams from them ever is those naming rights. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I wanna, just, it's my hot take. I want to touch on Paul Maurice quickly. So You want to touch Paul Maurice? Yeah. I want to I touch Paul Maurice. Touch on him. Um, mm-hmm. So, Eric, guess who was not on Winnipeg's first power play last night? Ellers. Ehlers. Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, Whatever. he sent it to us. Guess who? It's guess who was Steve on Nash their first power play? Steve Nash. Riley Nash. Oh, Riley Nash. Riley Nash. Nash. <laughs> Not Steve Nash. <laughs> Playing the net front on power play one. Nikolai Ehlers on the bench. Um, and then yeah, here's it makes the other no thing. Sense, man. Here's the other there's thing. Nothing, there's nothing Ehlers can do to get on the top power play unit. It's like Maurice just refuses. It doesn't matter what he does. Ehlers will consistently be on the second power play unit despite being their best player for the last two years, basically. And Ehlers is probably the best player. I don't know it's how well probably. Maurice doesn't Other see than Hellybuck, he is clearly the best player on that team. Like, it, it, I don't even think it's that close. Like, I think there's like Ehlers and then... You know, uh, people listening aren't going to see this, my hand motion, but there's like a gap and then there's Shifley and then, you know, Kyle Connor right underneath probably too. Right? Like it's not even clear and it's absurd that he just won't get there and it's screwed up his fantasy value forever. Again, we don't want to focus too much on fantasy, but it's Ty, what was the Ty, what was the second thing you were going to say? I'm very frustrated so, by that. So Riley Nash, I, <laughs> I swear to God, someone fact check this, but I think Riley Nash has three goals in his past three seasons he's played in the NHL. And he's on your first power play. I don't even think that's an exaggeration. No, it's, it's not that much of an exaggeration. Riley Nash. Martin's going to go check after he drops his mic. Yeah, Martin just, Martin just <laughs> destroyed his desk there. It's um, it's so but, absurd. Like, Mar- I don't know. Yeah, And again, like Ty, like your main point about he's never even on the hot seat. Like, it's not even like, okay, it's one thing for him not to get fired. You know, teams love to hold on to coaches too long, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he's never even on the hot seat. It's never even reported like, ooh, Winnipeg's having issues with Maurice. It's like he's this staple and they'll do anything else around that. Well, every article I read prior to the season about picking like dark horses for a hot seat, I think the one was by the score. And it didn't even put 
Like I put Paul Maurice in the Jack Adams category for like dark horse for the Jack Adams. Hockey guys love Paul Maurice. And I know, but normally no the sense. score is better than that. Normally the score yeah. is yeah, the score that. is typically the score in the athletic like are mediocre journalism, you know? Yeah. I agree. But it's still like even the athletic won't say Paul like the athletic is one of the more, you know, progressive uh like writer groups out there and they still don't even put Paul Maurice on the hot seat. Most of the time, like it's so absurd. There's like two writers there that do. Yeah, so Riley no Nash is not a big overall point guy. Let's really, just say. <laughs> yeah. Riley Nash is not a big overall. I think he had like a career high of forty points in Columbus, like one year. Boston, Boston, Boston. and then he went to, and then he became like a defensive Columbus. specialist and literally scores like three goals a year. Yeah, yeah, yes. and then now the that news. Is correct. Maybe the reason they gave up so much last night is they all apparently they have a COVID outbreak right now. Uh, news came out about that like an hour ago. I was just looking at it on TSN because um, I know Blake Wheeler has it. Maybe the maybe uh, the rest of them do too. But I mean, I don't like Winnipeg's not a great team. I don't. I don't. I also also why is like Shovel Day off never on the hot seat either? Never. Like wild. Do you have something to say, no. Ty? Yeah, I have Shove, one thing to say. Shovel Dayoff, at least, like, to defend him, he he hasn't, like, you know, there's worse GMs out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised David still has a job. Shovel Dayoff's been a long-tenured GM and still hasn't done anything, like, too egregious. His team yeah. is just mediocre. Like, the team yeah. he's put together is yeah. just mediocre. And the main issue that his team's mediocre is because he refuses to get a good coach, which is, is his fault. Yeah. Yes, but, like, is... yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ty, you put your hands okay. up to say yes. something. Yes. Here's one <laughs> other thing that's going to piss you off, okay? I know you're a big Cole Perfetti guy, okay? Love Cole Perfetti. He was scratched last night. I think the Jets had some injuries, but he was scratched last night anyway. Everyone's like, oh, Cole Perfetti might be injected in the lineup for some speed and some youth and some scoring. I mean, Cole Perfetti isn't him. that fast, but anyway, what, I, I know he's people can't, just, I, know he's can't I think people just like look at young guys and they go, they must be fast. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. That's, that's not my fast. Part. I know yeah, Cole Perfetti yeah. can't skate. That's my mm-hmm. biggest criticism. Yep. So, uh, what I wanted to say is that he was scratched last night. Paul Maurice said, I want to play 11 forwards and seven defensemen to, last night. So, he dressed Nathan Beaulieu instead of Cole Perfetti, dressed 70. How long do you think Nathan Beaulieu played last night? I'll give you Let a hint three minutes. Yeah, uh, four minutes. He <laughs> oh played four God. minutes last night. No, classic, classic Palmer. He got assigned to the AHL today. Yeah, he and got he, got, he got assigned to the AHL this morning. I think. Um, I, I think he's ready to get. I think he should have gotten at least a few games. You know, put him on the third line, give him some power, power play time, whatever, and just see what he does. But he dominated. He didn't dominate, but he did very well in the AHL last year. So. Um, I think he'll be back up, but again, Paul Maurice, not a good development guy, not a good coach. Like I don't know what people exactly see see in Paul Maurice. I don't get it. So that was and, my first. And Winnipeg is now winless because of him. Yeah. So good. Um, but on the other end of the, he'll probably equation, be on the hot seat quite soon. I don't think so. Like hockey guys love this team for whatever reason because they think they're still Bro, the if big. They go like six. Uh, oh and six i don't know when they were there's another team out there that's another canadian team that's bad well on the opposite end of winnipeg is buffalo who have three wins and like um not dominating wins but very 
you know, solid wins overall. And now people are accusing that Eichel was actually the issue and that he was the reason that Buffalo never won any games. So uh, uh, there's there's that. Yeah. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now we'll get back into the show. That's funny um, because Eichel was injured for half of last year anyway. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so Eichel was clearly the issue last year when he was injured and wasn't playing too, right? And they were still losing. And O'Reilly was obviously the issue before Eichel took over when uh, when uh, he was there and then moved to St. Louis and won a cup. So like I, I, I even got they, like They realistically... Yeah. They realistically haven't played very good teams. Of course, doesn't matter. Yeah, but but they're assumed to be the worst. Every team on paper is better. Yeah. No, like but they, okay, they played the Canadians, who who kind of suck. They played yeah. the Coyotes, who also suck, and they played the Canucks, who have the worst defense in the league. That's so, true. Getting some wins against but, those teams, but getting wins against the shitty teams is wow. you know what they need to do, too, right? Like, does the, I've seen does a lot of people their chance at winning the, the do the Canucks really the have the shittiest pick. defense in the league? Because I can't name one defenseman on Buffalo Sabres. I can't even think think one. Montour is he still there? Darlene? No. Oh, Darlene, right, right. Yeah, we talk about him a lot um, on the show. I'm surprised I forgot about that name. I think he started well. That's good for them. Yeah, they got rid of a lot of their big name guys: Ristolainen, Jake McCabe. Well, so um, far, apparently, Buffalo has the best expected goals against. In the league yep. after three games. The best defensive team. But again, they played really bad defensive and offensive teams. Like even I Vancouver. Know. Vancouver without Quinn Hughes isn't exactly, you know, bursting with offense. Especially a, from the it, Brock it was a dark blue and Kool-Aid Besser. map though. Like dark, dark blue Kool-Aid map. It was. So. It was uh, negative 43% compared to the league average, which is massive. That's yeah. why we love three game sample sizes. Mm-hmm. Yep, three game sample sizes are the best. I just wanted to talk about it because people are again making it a the classic Buffalo Sabers mantra of okay, Eichel must be the problem, just like O'Reilly was the problem. Ship him out, and all of a sudden they suck again. And Question, again, Eric. Yep. Can you prove that Eichel wasn't the problem? No. Uh, I mean, Checkmate. you can't prove a Checkmate. negative. So Checkmate. yes, this is true. I can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you uh, go. But the uh, the interesting thing would be like you know uh, twenty eighteen when they went like eighteen and six, then they were like first in the NHL after twenty something games. 
and then they still ended up in the bottom three or four spots because <laughs> again you know if you suck you can be good in small sample sizes but you'll still suck at the end of the day anyways but yeah that's kind of my little thing so in that flip that on its head is montreal really this bad eric uh, they're not this bad where they're going to lose, go 0-82 <laughs> or whatever it is, but they, they're not a good team. They're not a playoff team. Uh, you know, Suzuki isn't a number one center. Uh, Dvorak's barely a number two center, ideally a number three center. I saw a tweet um, today that said uh, Suzuki's been on for a total of like five scoring chances for or something like that. And he's yep. like, in comparison, Marner's been on for 50 yeah yeah it's, it's, it's not even that it's Eric not even that close. His story yeah yeah i think it was oh, on my story i don't have instagram and, um, anymore no oh right you deleted it yeah that's why he's not posting on the talking hockey podcast he doesn't uh, even have instagram well i have that one but i just i deleted the app so i just have to download it whenever i have to upload um, i see um but yeah but uh so the issue with Suzuki is and I think like a lot of people talked about this on Twitter like you know you moved him from getting second line matchups second and third line pairings because the Dano Gallagher Tatar line kind of took those on and now he's getting all those matchups and Nick Suzuki plays a little bit safer when um he's a safer player especially against like some of these top players it seems like at least from what we've seen so far so he's not generating offense he's just kind of you know, trying not to get scored against, which isn't ideal for one of the very few guys on your team that actually is okay offensively. This was the problem with signing that big deal before the season. I mean, I think we we all said it was going to be fine, but I mean, yeah, three games, whatever. But it's been a very poor three games, and this the team needs something to change. I- all I'll say right now is like every Montreal fan and Ottawa Senators fan that makes fun of the Mariner contract, neither team can really talk anymore when Suzuki and Kachuk at this point are more overpaid than Mariner is. So that that's my take on it. I think I I thought Martin would get more angry over it, but I didn't see a reaction from him. <laughs> well, Martin, yeah, what, what Martin's hot take was that he would take Brady Kachuk over Mitch Marner making any money, making league minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Martin take, to be honest. So. Hyperbole. No. <laughs> yeah. um, Brady could chuck yeah. in his 50 points. He can enjoy him. I still think at, Suzuki at same, will live up to the contract. I at just, the same yeah, value, I'd right. take to chuck over Marner. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. And I but hate anyway. Marner, and I'm laughing. <laughs> and, and yeah, man, and Ty hates Marner with like a passion. I bet, I bet people would agree with me. Um, idiots would agree with you. Yeah, you I can don't go know talk if that to that guy. Really needs Marner, a player like Marner. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> they Teams have Nylander. Nylander's like they don't need a hundred point no, winger. <laughs> Toronto specifically. Toronto specifically. They, they're considering the last few games how they haven't scored that much. I think they knew need Marner. Well, they actually but it's not like they haven't scored much. They've actually like dominated every yeah, single they, game. But they haven't actually scored. <laughs> I know <laughs> dominating and scoring have. different. They should. It's have, ridiculous. But... And Igor Shesterkin, yeah, Anton Shesterkin, Forsberg was just ridiculous. <laughs> both both of those two lead the league in goals saved above expected right now. I'm pretty sure they're like two and three. But Jack Campbell's number one. I know. I think. So, um, just good goaltending in every single Leafs game so far, basically, for both sides. 
And you know what I started loving? Break out your coming. Were we done with Montreal already? Seemed like a quick conversation about the worst team. I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it. Okay. I was going to say, we tied in touch on it, which I really wanted them to. A big big thing I enjoy in Leafs games is every time Campbell makes a save, the crowd goes, soup. My favorite thing about the Leafs season so far is how much Ty said throughout the entire summer he doesn't care about the regular season and how much he cares about the regular season. I don't care about the regular season. <laughs> no, nobody messages the group more during a Leafs game than Ty. <laughs> no one watches them, so that doesn't really I make a difference. Them, but I don't like – I don't – like I don't um, – if I have other plans, I don't care anymore. You know? Exactly. Like, they I, I haven't watched year. a full Even, game. Their attendance isn't even like that good. They're not even at a hundred percent right now. Okay, which, yeah. Um, you want to know why? It's like less go than look it's at like two hundred people less. Hmm. They're only go missing like sold out crowds by yeah. like two hundred people, and they're all suits. Well, yeah. they so they usually go above capacity, right? It's usually like a hundred like two percent or whatever. However, they come up with those numbers, but yeah, yeah. The prices are also astronomical. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's the real issue. But again, the prices have always been. Astronomical. I know, but, but now you're paying this, astronomical but, prices to potentially be coughed on and spat on by your neighbor who's drunk. That's <laughs> which I mean it was always the thing, but we have a pandemic thing that's kind of happened. Yeah, also, true. But I would other say teams are at hundred. Be, because of that pandemic, there's there's less people willing to pay that much money to go to a Leaf game. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure about that in Toronto. I don't think Bro, that's an issue in Toronto. I don't, th- I don't know if I'll ever go to a concert nowhere. ever again. I, th- no, I even, I even like think about a concert and like how many people were next to me. And I don't like concerts in the first place because I don't like crowds like that. Like, mm-hmm. why would I ever pay to go to a concert? I mean, so I'm going to jump. Going to a I'm, club again no, either or a bar? Are you developing I, I don't really like bars that Luke? much either. No, I just I hate crowds. I don't really like clubbing. I mean, either. I've never really been a concert guy. Like, I've gone to a few concerts, but I've never been like a, you know, oh, I have to go to concerts. But Why? Yeah. Eric, that's where all the 19-year-old girls are. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite demographic. Um, I prefer 20 and above. I think that's my, uh, my limit. I'm 25 oh, does, now. Do the podcast, does the podcast audience know we met your girlfriend? I forgot uh, if we mentioned it. I don't it. think, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe, we met Eric's girlfriend. Not. Very nice, very friendly. That's Miss it. That's all I'll say. It was, it was talking hockey. When she what, is there in. a ring on it? It was, no, I was, I was after, I was a few <laughs> twisted teas deep and she walked in and I was like, oh, Eric, is this your girlfriend? He's like, yeah. And, I, and then I was like, we've heard so much about you. Yeah, and then it was really like awful. awkward silence. <laughs> like <laughs> literally awkward I just silence. I was like, oh God, what's Ty going to say right now? It was <laughs> awkward <laughs> silence. I look at I, Ty, I'm sitting right beside Ty. I look at Ty and like everyone starts talking again. I said, Ty, why would you say that? And he's just like, I don't know. It's true. We have heard a lot about her. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't say that, buddy. <laughs> I literally like, I thought I was about to spit out something like that. I told, uh, told you guys like one time and I was like, Oh no, what's about to happen? I whacked his leg right after he said that. I'm pretty sure. So he knew to shut up. Seems Everyone. like a dad thing to say. That is a dad thing to say. <laughs> a dad thing to say or an idiot thing to say. Both. <laughs> both. <Yeah. laughs> Depending on how old you are, both. <laughs> it was Ty, it made me laugh. It made everyone at the party laugh after the I'm fact. Good, In the fine. moment, very awkward. <laughs> Especially because she didn't know who any of you were. <laughs> <Too>. <laughs> I 
it's so much worse. She she well, she walked in the room. She didn't know anybody there. She had never met a single person. Not in that even Lowen. Oh, except well, Lowen came with us, right? So except oh, for okay, Lowen. yeah. Uh, what did what did she have to say about Ty saying that? Did she say anything afterwards or no? No, she probably forgot about it. Give us the behind the scenes. Ah, oh, all I remember <laughs> is that she said she liked Luke, and I was like, that makes no sense. Something's wrong with you. I Gosh. considered breaking up with her on the spot right there. I was like, okay, you have a bad judge in character, and I'm not sure we should be together. But no. Yeah. It's funny. We say we all say the same thing about the fact that she's dating you. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I also that. judge her for that too. I'm just like, well, there's a, the the major red flag with you is that you are dating me. So, yeah, <laughs> something's wrong. I agree. <laughs> okay, Everyone likes okay, back sorry. to hockey. Sorry, back to hockey. Sorry, that was a good uh, side joke. Habs, though. Habs. Yeah, uh, Ty, go good. off on the Habs. I don't know. It's it, like I, I can't really say I've watched too much of them. They had a really good start against the Leafs, but ever since then. Like the, ever since the first period against the Leafs in game one, it's just been, they've been awful. What happened to the team? I think someone, I think you shared the story that, that Jack Hahn posted on Twitter where he's like, the team lost Weber and they lost Deneau yep. and yep, Petrie's Julian. bad. Yeah, they lost. Yeah. Petrie's bad. They have a coach who doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, they don't have Carey Price. I mean, say what you want about Carey Price, but he was the backbone of their team last year. Everything that Especially got them to the Stanley Cup Finals, yeah. yeah. Everything that took them to the Stanley Cup Finals is no longer there. And Caulfield is awful. Suzuki has been awful. I don't know what they do. David Savard. Why awful. is uh, Ducharme getting so much hate, though? So, like, four games into the season. It's he was because bad last year. He was such a good coach yeah, last year. year. It's because he wasn't actually that great of a coach last year either. Like, I ignore the playoffs for a second and just look at the regular season. Yeah, and he if they weren't doing that well they, to get they into the playoffs. Doing well, no. they, it was clear his system wasn't working that well. They squeaked into the playoffs. They also don't have a very skilled team, though. Like, he doesn't really have a lot to work. But with it doesn't matter roster. because last year, last year they were still their expected goals they just had a whole bunch of guys and it's been the same thing for montreal the past three years they have a whole they generate good chances but they have a whole bunch of guys who just shoot the fuck in the goalie's chest yep but now they're not even doing that they can't even generate chances like it's they're getting dominated they got dominated by buffalo (laughs) yeah that's bad if you get dominated by buffalo yeah i mean and do charm like okay if I, I I will put I would put money on this. If the Leafs beat Montreal in Game Five or even Game Six last year, there's no way that Ducharme, there's no way that Burge would oh, yeah. come back. He would have been fired. They're done. Both of them would have been gone. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, a great example of stop rewarding people for bad process or uh, bad processes and good outcomes. Exactly. Oh, I'm Thinking so in Beds by Annie Duke. Qu- Go read the book. Question. Does the same thing that happened to Ottawa pretty much happen to Montreal? Because this is what happened to Ottawa back in the day. They went too far, thought they were better than they were, traded for Duchesne, and shit just went sideways. I don't see them yeah, doing but, that. I think Montreal's Montreal, first I think Montreal n- knows they're not good, and they didn't go and make that move. Yeah. Which Bergeron said is, Ottawa did it at this credit. time that year. Like They were not yeah. doing well. Yeah, they did. Ish. No, but and they were doing they better. The they were doing they were better doing, than the Canadians are. Again, it's too early to say better because you know, yes. like this could turn yeah, around real fair. quick. But yeah, Juggernaut. yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see it happening though, because I don't think Montreal 
especially after the mate. Because at least that Ottawa team, they didn't lose anyone. You know, they didn't lose big parts of their that team. Year. I think that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, that year. They didn't, that year, they didn't lose any big parts of their team. Like, Carlson wasn't as good, injury, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but they didn't lose any big parts, right? Like, Montreal lost a top line and yes. top D pair, basically, yes. right? So And who knows and how, <laughs> how effective Gallagher can continue to be, like... Yeah, he's getting injured a lot. His hands all screwed up in 18 different yeah. ways because wh- yeah. he's been blocking Weber's shots <laughs> continuously I saw, for multiple years. I saw news today that Joel Edmondson's also like out for an extended period of time because of his father's uh, yeah. battle with lung right. cancer. And then yeah, Bergevin also said something publicly saying like he feels no pressure to do anything. Like I, I think him and him and Montreal have accepted that they're they're dog shit. Yeah, and it seems like Jeff Petrie. Web, Weber's basically never playing hockey again. Although I think yeah. most of us already knew that. But like all the news yeah. coming out of Montreal this year, to be fair, has been really like not good. Yeah, not good for them. Like from yeah. a cultural perspective, from a leadership perspective, from like a any perspective. Yeah, like, the off season was awful. Like all those, you know, the uh, Logan, whatever his last Mayu. name was. Mayu, yeah. Like, like yeah. everything since then has just been since their cup loss has just been terrible. Yeah, like they had a really high high and now they're probably like it's the worst hangover. Maybe ever. lower than like the Sabres, because the Sabres just have Eichel that's going bad, but Montreal's everything that's going bad. Like that's pretty like they might be above Arizona Coyotes, but maybe even lower than them. So it's it, it kind of sucks to go from the but the thing is that Arizona knows what they're high. doing. Buffalo Buffalo has a high. They won three games in a row to start their season, but they know they're not good as well. No one's yeah, expecting yeah, they, them. No one's saying Buffalo's going to make the playoffs. They're going to come down so to earth. People Arizona were saying Montreal were going to make the playoffs. And I think yeah. more most rational people were saying it's not likely. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, up. like, as a fan base, to go from really high, high, really high, high to like lowest of the lows in the league probably right now, it, it's pretty, that sucks. I think we called it, right? We said, you know, they'd pull almost a doubt. Montreal would be Dallas, right? Like, great year, unlikely playoff run, you know, a lot of luck involved and then falls off next year. I think. Yeah, but we didn't predict, like, the cultural aspects of it. Like, yeah, yeah, Carey yeah. Price. Yeah, of course. Of course. Did you see? Like, did you the only see good the thing news? that's happened is Jonathan Druin's back. Yeah, and he's did actually playing well. <clears throat> do we see go. the news about Dallas? That they're like all in, like this year they're wanting to make it work. I did and see if that. It doesn't it seems like they'll blow it up or something? Which is troubling because you look at that team right now and they're not all their top guys that aren't exactly doing too well. Then they're they like should blow it up. Over. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying though. But they're talking about going all in this year and then blowing Why it not? up. Yeah, I think like it's just troubling going it all it in on a year in which their top guys aren't. Doing well. Well, Jason Robertson hasn't played a game yet. Just FYI, Heiskanen started well. Radulov has no points. I have him in fantasy, so I know very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> rough go. Yeah. That was kind of foreseeable. <laughs> hey, he was over point per game last year in a, in thirteen games or something like that. So I figured a sixty point year is was reasonable, or fifty point year was reasonable with some pins. But anyways. Sagan um, has no points so far. Do you guys want to talk about the uh, Tampa Kucherov? 
That's what I wanted to bring up next. Oh, so yeah. I think that they've also been, I, I, I think if you were looking at the team, I, everyone's predicting them to three-peat. Smart people like me said they lost their top line who played the most <laughs> minutes last year. And now they've lost Kucherov for who knows how long. I don't think long. anyone it's was predicting like he's to three-peat, or at least most people weren't. Well, win the Atlantic easily. Yeah, honestly, no, like they haven't shown easily. that. Not easily. A lot. We're, everyone not was looking easily. at Florida and Toronto too. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like everyone thought they're going to be a top top team again. Yeah, and they're now with Kucherov out. It's different than last year, and I want to touch yes. on that as well of how different yes. it is because last year definitely different. Kucherov didn't play the regular season. It's been well reported, and he came back for game one of the playoffs where there's no salary cap. If Kucherov played a single regular season game last year, it would have mean having to dump Gord, Kalorn, Johnson, probably another player to fit his cap in, his cap hit in. This year, they started the season cap compliant with Kucherov in because they lost their entire shutdown line, I guess. Yeah, and Boudreaux. it's not just their shutdown yeah. line. They lost Tyler Johnson too, who yeah. like they had Tyler Johnson – Who's playing like fourth line you, minutes? You no, know, playing fourth line minutes. That's huge. You you get to dominate fourth line minutes too. Like you're dominating throughout your entire lineup essentially. And they had to dump him for nothing to Chicago. But anyway, like yep. they, it's different this year because now Kucherov's going to be out. I think it was reported, or that what they're reporting right now is like he'll be back around the Olympic break. And so that's what January, February, is what we're looking at here. Uh, I heard it's, only a, I heard like a month, didn't I? Am I was I, wrong? I I thought that I unless I, I I was reading something. Let me fact check that and get back to you. But I haven't read anything in a while, but I wonder if he's I out. There was if he's out for surgery. several months, yeah. If he's out several months, Kucherov is not out good 10 for games. that team. Yeah, ten games. There you go. They they announced it yesterday, Ty. I can't believe you're behind on the news. But I read somewhere that he's going to come back around the Olympic. Maybe it was thirty-one thoughts. Let me let me find it. But anyway, no, they announced it, yesterday on the Twitter that it was at least ten games, so it could be longer. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be longer than that. Um, but regardless, you know, even if it's longer than that, fifteen games—that's not that. That sucks. That's you know, that's almost a quarter of the season after the couple games that they've already played. But it's not a make um, or break. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, they can still make the playoffs. Like, they're not going to be worried about that. Their real issue is going to be like, man, like they're, <laughs> the lineup does not look the same without Kucherov in it. And exactly. especially that third line, like you talked about. Like, top of the lineup still looks great. You got Braden Point. We'll see on what Stamkos still actually is versus, you know, isn't at this point. He scored a great goal the other day, um, from what I saw. Um, so, you know, maybe he is still a top player, but uh, Palat, Braden Point, Sorelli, Alex Killorn, and then after that, it's a bunch of, like, just maybes, you know? Matthew Joseph, Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, Patrick Maroon, Belmare, Corey Perry, Ross Colton. Like, it, there's not, like you said, they're they're missing, like, a top line, essentially, worth of talent. Coleman, Gord, Kucherov. Like there's a ma- that's massive. I just sent you the tweet that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? 
Oh, yeah, and the, all the people saying this is cap evasion and stuff again, it's nonsense because they're not going to really save that much money with putting Kucherov on LTIR. They're saving like a little yeah, bit of it's, money. It's, it's different than last year because they're not, they were already cap yeah. compliant to start the year. Exactly. So they're not like keeping anyone or making their team better, really. Like, they'll have a little they bit could, more space at the yeah. deadline. That's it. A tiny bit more space, and they're not going to have that much of it anyways. Like right now, they have, yeah. $9.6 million in dead cap, cap space at the deadline. So I think that this is another conversation. We can transition into it because it was the talk of the weekend of the teams that couldn't afford players to play in the lineup and had to play short. Maybe if you wanted oh, to yeah. talk about that a little bit because that was big. Yeah, I think that was a big topic. Um, yeah. yeah, well, there's so many weird takes. There's like, or not weird takes, but different takes. Like some people's takes were, you know, this is embarrassing for the league. Um, not having teams being able to like put out a full lineup, and I was just like, "That's kind of stupid." To be honest, I don't think it's that. I don't think anyone looks at that and goes, "That's embarrassing." <laughs> like, I, like who who are these people that are like looking at the league, going, "Oh, it's embarrassing that they can't put out a full team because of the cap." Like nobody's. I don't think anybody's well, looking at it like that. Sid so said it was embarrassing for the Leafs. He said it was embarrassing it was, for the Leafs because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's like that portion of it, and then there's the other portion of it, which was, oh, the Leafs have to dress, you know, can't fill out a lineup or can't, uh, you know, have to play a random U of T goalie because uh, of cap reasons when, you know, that happens to half the cap strapped teams in the league every single year, right? Like all of them, they, you know, they, it might not be as extreme as U of T backup goalie, but it's you know play, they did they just chose to do that rather than play a skater short. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they could right? have done that instead. And so then they could have done that. Recall. It's not like they couldn't put an NHL caliber goalie there. They just didn't want to bring players down, and they wanted to keep guys. If they sent some guys down, you know, they could have got claimed on waivers. La di da di da. So it's just a team decision at the end of the day. Like it's not that big of a deal. I don't know why people are. I don't know. I thought people were like, I thought it was such a hockey thing, like overreacting about like the smallest little thing in the world. Easy to, yeah. It's just an easy dunk on the Leafs because they had to play a a guy who sat on the bench for 60 minutes and it was never an issue in a game that they dominated. But it was something, Dubas is a terrible GM because they can't afford to dress their third goalie in a game. Yeah. And it it, it, it was such a dumb topic. And then the whole embarrassment part of it, I was just like, it's not embarrassing on the league. Like, there's no fan in the world that's like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> like, who are these? Like, I don't know who these people are. But, like, that it happened. Like Col- the thing is that it happened to Colorado, too. Like, they played 19 skaters. It happens. They played a- every team that's near the cap. It happens to every team because how, the second many, injuries come yeah. on and they need to, and they can't put them on LTR because they're day to day and they can't bring people up. They play short. It happens to, like, most cash. In Colorado. Colorado's was because of like COVID or something. So yeah, it's going to happen a lot with COVID. It's going to happen a lot with, you know, teams that are up against the cap and it's going to happen a lot to teams that get injuries. It happens to everyone. Like I don't like I get it's the Leafs and they get a lot of attention, but this was such a thing. I was just like, I didn't even want to put a story about it. I didn't even write a story about it. I took some screenshots and I was going to post it. And I'm like, this is too depressing to make a post. But like, this is so stupid. I don't want to talk about this. And then I don't want the dumbass DMs I'm going to get in response to it either. It was so stupid. Your post had a lot of dumb comments on it. No offense to the people who commented, including Martin. <laughs> but um, um, I was trying to rile people up. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, that, that's it's dumb. 
got, you got, got me. You got me. <laughs> you can get, getting tile riled up, tie rot, tie tile, tie riled up is like the lowest of the low. That is true. That's true. It's, it's easy, easy pickings. It is picking apples pickings. off the ground in October. Also, uh, big news: Castle wants to get traded. Well, that was before shocking. the season started. That's not shocking at all. Was it? I thought yeah, this only came out like season. a day or two ago. No, it was like before the season. He's not in their long-term uh, plans. I, th- I think Eric might be right. I think Eric, because... I swear I read it they in like saying, September. No, no, no. But they weren't saying Castle wants to move. They were saying Phoenix the team want, wants Arizona to wants to move. But if yeah, Eric's now, saying Castle Castle's wants saying to move. Castle wants to be traded, and apparently the Coyotes are actually now trying to make it happen too. So, uh, uh, I castle to uh, the Lightning as a replacement for Kucherov. <laughs> but if Kucherov's only out ten games, then I mean it's not going to work. Yeah, I, I, know. Uh, I know. I just, I just like that idea. Oh, also, um, apparently the Lightning had asked Stamkos to waive his no movement clause, but I think we talked about that over the summer. It would have made sense. It would have made a whole lot of sense. But I don't see why he would. You gave it to him. Doesn't have to move it to help the. T- it's his team. It's his franchise, basically, right? He brought that yeah. franchise to life. I mean, he brought a. He didn't bring it to life because they well, had won the right. cup Saint, in like Marty Saint Louis, Le Cavalier, but he brought 20, them back. Two thousand. What year did they Four? win the cup? Two thousand four. Yeah, some of that. Yeah. So I guess he brought them back to life in a sense. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so is that any other news that I can't really think of right now? There's talk, so. there's talk about Nashville wanting to trade Forsberg. Um, oh, here's a here's a good topic that I think we need to discuss. How does how is David Poyle still like the GM of the, the Predators? Is this his final um, year? It's been he's been there for like twenty seven all twenty seven years of the franchise. Yeah, or however old the Nashville. He's done is. nothing good in the last three or four years. Yeah, like I understand that. he was pretty good in like the middle tens. But also, this is even worse. He traded Ryan Ellis for basically Cody Glass, and then now Cody Glass is in the AHL. They just assigned him to the AHL yesterday or the day before. So uh, his return for Ryan Ellis, who's arguably a number one defenseman, at worst a top pairing defenseman, was an AHL forward. That was his return for him. Uh, yeah. Can, can we so. talk about how and then the Senators traded? Yeah, it. and then sign up. But we had this discussion already. But yeah, what do you say, Martin? The Ottawa Senators traded Mark Stone for Eric Brandstrom, and now they're shopping Eric Brandstrom. <laughs> I know <laughs> that trade. Okay, so it's crazy because that so, so bad. Martin, that trade's looking real bad right but now. But you know what trade it is looking bad good at the time though. Like at the time, at least it was like Brandstrom has a high end and potential and stuff but yeah yes that's what are you saying ty i was gonna say like the the eric carlson trade on the other hand looks great yes yeah they did but you know what's gonna what they they basically they traded mark stone for nothing but what's gonna be bad is when they trade eric brandstrom for like a fifth round pick and then he becomes (laughs) the team's top four defenseman (laughs) <laughs> they fixed him his value. That'll be peak Ottawa Sanders right yeah. there. I feel because <laughs> Brandstrom still like I don't understand why you can't Brandstrom's tell me not working out. You you can't tell me that Brandstrom isn't better than Michael Delzato. Yes, 
don't, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. Like, they don't seem to be. They've never given him a chance. DJ Smith has even said that he doesn't like him. And your brother was unsubstantiated. And I don't even get why why DJ Smith doesn't like him because DJ Smith clearly doesn't have any issues with guys that can't play defense because he loves uh, Tim Stutzla and he loved um, he loves Michael Dezato. He loves Nikita Zaitsev. He loves Thomas Chabot. I don't know. I DJ Chabot Smith can't play hyping. defense at all. Yeah. <laughs> DJ like Smith has been hyping can. up Zaitsev. He's been hyping up Zaitsev for like two years. Yeah. And he's like, this guy is so tough to play against. And all the other teams are like, yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. He's so tough to play against. You shouldn't play him that you, you keep playing, play him some more, play him some more, please. Give yeah, him all the favorite when they were playing the Leafs on Saturday and he, he like bullied the goal over, goalie over to, to try to, to make stop a save himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's yeah, lost him in 22. And like, for some reason, they're not giving him a chance. Like, this is the time to give him a chance. And he's dominated the AHL. There's nothing else for him to do in the A. Like, there's... Like, it's also, NHL. his 30-point... His 30-game year, last year, two years ago, wasn't even bad. No, last year. Wasn't even bad. 13 and 30 points. Uh, 13 points in 30 games. Yeah, it's almost a 40-point pace. That's a 30-point pace right there. Almost 35-point pace. Like, you're just killing his confidence going back and forth and stuff. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Uh, uh, like, it, it, it doesn't make sense why the coach doesn't like him if he continues to play a bunch of other defensemen that can't play defense either. Like, I'd get it if he had, like, a bunch of defensemen and, you know, they all played defense and he liked, you know, the way they played, but... None of those guys play defense. Stitzla doesn't play defense. Um, Chris Turney isn't exact. You know, he started out pretty decent defensively, but has fallen apart. So, I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense to me at all. Yeah. I think that might be it. I think that's it, yeah. boys. I think that's it. Next week, we'll do the Corey Pronman thing. Yeah, so next week, we'll do we'll go over his redrafting of 2019 and 2020. Uh, he has kept Lafreniere, uh, for a hint for next week, he has kept Lafreniere as the number one pick, uh, but he has moved up Stutzla to number two. And he dropped Lucas Raymond all the way to tier four, which is insulting considering Lucas Raymond has been sick this year so far. Hey, your boy Bacon also said that before the season. You're your best friend. So we don't uh, like this list Bacon. is what Eric's yeah. saying. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't like it right now, but eh, we'll see. We'll see how she goes. We'll see how she goes. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for joining us this week. We'll be back later. <laughs> yes. See you next week. Good job, Ty. Good job. Good. Great. Ty, that was too low energy. You suck. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.